Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi, I'm Alex Anders, and this is Bisexual Real Talk. And today, I first want to start off by mentioning something I mentioned last week, which is I've started a relationship with a bisexual dating app, BiCupid. And if you'd like to support the channel, you can do so by uh, using the links in the description below and checking out BiCupid. You could just check it out and it helps me out or you can become a member and I'll say two things. First, well, I'll mention that they have 2.2 million people looking for other bisexuals all around the world. So it's completely worth it. And also, I downloaded the app for the first time last week. I was using the website before. The app is so much better. Oh my God, they allow you to use a swipe to get in and stuff like that. So much better. And also, I signed up and became a member. I got 50% off when I signed up. Um, and you might too when you use the uh, link in the description below. And also, yeah, man, you get more likes when you remember. You get to see everybody. You get to message more people. So I really recommend it. So if you like to support the channel, links in the description below. Please check that out. Now, um, today I'll be doing an email, uh, one of your viewer emails. And again, if you have something you'd like to share uh, or you'd like me to answer, a question you'd like me to answer, send it to me. I might read it on, you know, on air. I might uh, just email you back, you know. But tell me your story. Let me know what's going on and see if you can help. So what is this week's email about? It is about bisexual anxiety. Here it goes. Hi there. Well, hi there. I just wanted to start off by saying thank you so much for keeping up with your channel and simply existing. I just discovered your channel and it has already helped me quite a bit. Sidebar, well, you're welcome. And that really, honestly, I don't make money from this basically at all. So the only thing I get from this is knowing that I am helping people. So hearing that makes me feel good. So thank you for saying that. And sidebar. Next. So a bit of background on me. I am a 23-year-old woman and identify as a bisexual female. I first started having realizations of being bi in high school when I had my first boyfriend. I had never had any sexual experiences before and realized that I was also sexually attracted to women. I tend to think very... Sorry. I dated my ex for quite a while, almost three and a half years. And then after we broke up, I transferred to a university and ended up hooking up with a lot of men. Halfway through my senior year, I met this guy. We'll call him E, who I really liked and we were only officially dating for one week before I started getting all of this anxiety about the fact that I had never tried dating a woman or even had a sexual experience with a woman. I tend to think very far into the future, and my mindset was that I didn't think that I was ready for a relationship until I had experienced both sides of my sexuality. So, I broke up with E. I was 
very heartbroken. And it was like I broke my own heart. And following this, I ended up being quite depressed and didn't even try to date women for a little while there. Eventually, I downloaded Tinder and made it only for women as I already knew how I felt about men. Fast forward, I ended up meeting probably around four girls from Tinder, which I will say women are a lot harder to date on dating apps in my opinion. They never respond. Sidebar, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from bisexual women and it just makes me feel good as a bisexual guy who's, who's been on dating apps trying to date women and they don't respond. And sidebar. Where was I? Uh, I probably um, around four girls on Tinder and two of them I kissed and I did a few sexual things with one but never fully had sex. During that time, I was very determined to hook up with a girl just to see what it was like. But I found it pretty difficult as with men, they usually just take control and are do the dominant one. And with women, if you are both submissive, it's hard to get anything to happen sometimes. Also, during that time, I was extremely hung up on E, the guy I had broken up with to explore with girls. I was kind of, I was thinking about him all the time and it was driving me a little crazy at some points. Ultimately, I was able to explore a bit with one girl, but we stopped before having sex because it felt forced and I wasn't into it. That's when I realized that none of this matters unless I'm doing it with the right person. And at the same time, I thought the right person was E. And he and I ended up rekindling things for a bit. But long story short, things didn't work out because he wasn't ready for a relationship. Currently, I am talking to this guy. We'll call him C, who I do think I like so far. I think we've been, uh, I think we've been talking for about two months. I'm almost two months. Nothing exclusive yet. And although I have... I'm having the same, although I have my own concerns with him as a person, I have found myself having the same anxieties that I did when talking with E. I'm scared that I haven't experienced enough with women and get anxiety when I feel sexually attracted to women. For example, I will watch porn and feel guilty that the woman was the part that I found most attractive in the video. I do think I want to have sex with women, but I just it just hasn't happened. But I also think I may feel similarly when talking to women as prior to C, when I was talking to a girl and found myself worried that what if I would rather be with a man, but it wasn't as anxiety inducing for some reason that time. I often go back and forth in my head thinking, well, I think I have both a sexual and romantic attraction to men, and maybe I am more sexually attracted to women, as I don't think I have felt any strong feelings for women as I have for men. But I also haven't experienced as much with women. Maybe it's because the women I've seen just aren't the right person? I also think I tend to only feel this way when things progress with someone I am talking to. And I'm scared that I will never be able to let myself just be happy and enjoy who I'm with.
Alex, do you think this is something that a lot of bisexuals struggle with? I think I'm just scared of making the wrong decisions and hurting myself and someone else again. Sorry for the long story. Hopefully you see this best E. First of all, you don't have to apologize for the long story. I love the long stories because it gives context and allows me to have enough information to be able to help you. Okay, so E, let me share a couple of things with you. There are three things that you're experiencing, actually four things you're experiencing right now, two of which have nothing to do with being bisexual, two of which are specifically about being bisexual. So I'm gonna kind of run through the things not having to do with bisexuality first so we can get to the good stuff. First of all, E, congratulations, you have a fair of commitment. Yay! Sorry, I know this for sure because it takes one to know one. Now, how do I know you have a fair of commitment? Because that is what people with fair of commitment do. They get close to being in a relationship. They get like ease up to it. And as soon as they get close to where they're in it for a little bit, they go, oh man, maybe I'm making the wrong decision, man. Maybe someone else will be better, man. Maybe it could be that person over there. Maybe it's just, just wrong. And that's how you know you have a fair commitment. <laughs> so there's that. Number two, you, E, are emotionally unavailable. Yeah. And again, I know this because it takes one to know one. I am no longer emotionally unavailable, but I used to be, so I know it very well. Um, and how do I know you're emotionally unavailable? Because uh, if you were emotionally available, you would be more in the moment of these relationships. What do I mean by that? I mean that when someone is emotionally available, when someone is emotionally available and they get into a relationship, they focus on the moment. They focus on the relationship. They focus on all the wonderful chemicals being released in the brain and how wonderful it is. And they're not thinking about someone else over there because it just feels so good. And if it felt good, you wouldn't look around. And the way I know that you are emotionally unavailable is because those oxytocin chemicals haven't been released in your brain. As if they did, you would be locked and focused on the moment. That's the way we've been designed evolutionarily speaking. So the fact that you haven't developed these things in your brain or have these chemicals being released in your brain is a telltale sign that you are emotionally unavailable. Because if you were emotionally available, you would be connecting and bonding with this person, which would make you want to be with the person more. Now, you might be thinking, okay, what, uh, uh, I am not emotionally available, but maybe I'm with people who are emotionally available? No, here's the deal. Uh, a non-emotionally available person will look around, well, let's say just say a person, will look around and see people. And you'll see, let's say you're a female and you're looking for a guy, you'll say, that guy is emotionally available, that guy is emotionally available, that guy is emotionally available, that guy isn't. Oh my God, he's so hot! And that's how you know you're, unemotionally, you're emotionally unavailable. Because his, you are sensing that he's unemotionally available, emotionally unavailable, and you are immediately attracted to him. Why? Because you don't actually want to be in a relationship. You want to chase after a relationship. You want to run after them knowing that they'll run away. And you ultimately want to get them to become emotionally available because then you've won. And why that is the case, I'll get into a little later. But first, let's talk about the things that are specifically bisexual. So when a person isn't emotionally available and they have developed a fear of commitment, who they have second thoughts about 
is specifically unique to bisexuals. So a uh, heterosexual, when they have a fair commitment, they will go, oh, you know what? Maybe this person of the opposite gender isn't right. So I need to be with another person of the opposite gender. But it is only bisexuals who say, uh, this relationship isn't working. Maybe I should be with a completely different gender. Because when you're having a fair commitment, the grass is always green on the other side. Like the mystery box is even better when you're going from one gender to another because anything could be in it, especially if you haven't experienced it yet. I mean, this could be paradise. I mean, it could be the car. It could be $1,000 in that mystery box. You never know. You have no idea. So that's what's more exciting. It's the other gender, not the same gender. And that is unique to being a bisexual. So that is specifically... Uh, a thing that has to do with being bisexual. And the other thing is when you mention about the guilt. You mentioned that, you know, if you're with a guy and then you watch porn and you find yourself being more attracted to the uh, same-sex person in it, you get a sense of guilt because, you know, you're with a guy. You should be more attracted to, to the opposite sex. Yeah, that's bisexual guilt. And that is very common. So that's what's going on with UE. And I'm sure you're wondering, well, thank you, Alex, for ripping me apart and making me lay bare in front of the world. But what can I do about it? What can I possibly do to make this better? You know what? I'm glad you, you know, imaginarily asked me that question because I can tell you what you can do about it. So there are a few things you can do. These anxieties and fears you have uh, with relationships, they come from somewhere. More often than not, they come from one of two places, these anxieties. They are either biologically driven or they are experientially different, uh, based. So they're based on actual experiences. So the biological stuff is just you're wired higher and you just become more anxious because really you just your brain releases chemicals in a certain way to certain stimuli and you're just you're just like your volume has been turned up a bit and there's you could there's ways of like bringing down those like anxieties individually um and to just make your life a little bit better but you might want to consider you know biological chemical intervention at that point but if your anxieties are experience based which means their anxieties because of something you did which is now causing you anxiety because of the way you think people react to it or because for example, and this might be what's happening with you, like with fair commitment, this is what usually it is. You grew up in a household where a parental figure did not have a good relationship experience. Does that sound familiar at all? And specifically, it's the relation, it's the parent that you most relate to. In other words, you think you're yourself the most, the most similar to. It doesn't mean that you uh, is the person you like the most or the one you love the most, because it actually could be the opposite. I mean, the reason why you could be having challenges with one of your parents is because in your heart, you feel yourself as being similar. So there's a parent in your household that has had a bad relationship with experience. Maybe they were uh, emotionally abused by their partner. And you grow up and you see that and you go, oh my God, this is horrible. Oh my God, I'm kind of like that person. So uh, maybe, I should, um, maybe I should not be in a relationship. Maybe, maybe relationships are dangerous. Maybe that's it. Maybe I should avoid relationships. So what happens? You get these like ideas in your head as a child, like these are just ideas, and then you go into the adulthood, and you start getting into relationships, and you start realizing these relationships are not exactly what you're looking for. 
for a couple of reasons. Maybe you, the only pattern of relationship you know is the one between the, your parental figures or the relationships that your primary parent were in. So now you create relationships to reflect that because that's the only thing you know. But the reason why you're getting those relationships in the first place is because you have these fears and you are bringing these people in because that's what you, because that's what you want in a really hard way. Now, these are things that can be dealt with in talk therapy. And I really recommend if you're experiencing these things, you do. Essentially, what's going to happen when you go into talk therapy, you are going to uh, eventually have to like put a name on the anxieties you have. And I've noticed this. This has worked with me when I was in therapy. This has worked when I have recommended this to another friend. You put a name on it and go, what exactly it is that's causing, that's triggering my anxieties? What, what is that thing? So once you label it and you put a name to it, then you go, okay, so is this real? Is this fear that I have actually going to happen or has a chance of happening? So let's say that you have a fear of being an emotionally, emotionally abusive relationship. So uh, you put a name on it and go, okay, I'm, I have a fear of this. Now, what's the odds of me actually doing that? Do I have the ability to uh, tell when someone is emotionally abusive or not? If the answer is yes, then you can like let go of the anxiety for a bit because you know if you get in the future, uh, get in a relationship in the future, you'll be able to tell that the person is emotionally abusive, and you'll be able to go away. So that's one way of um, like relieving or lowering your anxiety. Or you go, oh, um, will I be able to get myself out of this really quickly if I do get into it and like something else happens? And every time you ask yourself real questions and make it a real situation as opposed to this hazy thing that exists in the back of your mind that triggers you for what reasons you have no idea, the more you make it more real, the more it goes away. So if you were to go into talk therapy and deal with this, this would allow you to be emotionally available and allow you to connect with the person that you are with. And if you're able to connect with the person you are with, you start going, what if, what if, what if? In which case, you will then, you know, have a more happy life. And you will then get over that bisexual anxiety, which is specifically in this case, when you, you know, when you're in a relationship with one gender and go, oh, maybe I should be in a relationship with the other gender, you won't feel that because you'll just be experiencing what it's like enjoying all the chemicals being released in your brain with the relationship that you're in at that moment. Okay, there's that. Now, the other thing that I can talk about is what you talk, what, when you mentioned the bisexual guilt. The bisexual guilt is real. The bisexual guilt is something you have to deal with. And the only way you can deal with this is just come to God, man. Come to God in the sense that you just have to accept the fact that you are bisexual and that you have attractions to multiple gender. That's who you are. That will always happen. When you watch the porn, sometimes you'll be more attracted to the women. Sometimes you'll be attracted more attracted to the men. Sometimes it'll be the non-binary people. That's just the way it works. And there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean that your life is over. It doesn't mean that your you'll never be able to have a healthy relationship with the person of whatever gender you're with. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that this is what it is, and you will always have these attractions. And just like you will always have attractions to, like if you're dating a man, you'll always have attractions to other men. Like it won't be something that causes you to go cheating and stuff like that, but it'll be there because you are a human. In this case, you are a bisexual. And once you just embrace that fact and accept the fact that this is what happens, the guilt that you feel will first lower and then eventually, in time, go away. So now, you ask the question, uh, is this similar with other bisexuals? Of course it's similar with other bisexuals. 
because it's everything you described is mostly a you know a human thing, a fear of commitment thing, a emotionally unavailable thing, and a lot of humans are, and also a lot of humans are bisexual. Therefore, a lot of bisexuals experience it. Um, but specifically, bisexual guilt, yeah, that's a real thing. And um, everything you described, I experienced as well. So know that it's possible to get over this. It's possible to work through this. And um, talk therapy is, generally speaking, the best possible way of doing it. I'll put a link in also the description to a list to the uh, Bisexual Affirmative Therapist uh, website, in which case you can go ahead and click a link there and see whether or not there's a, ther a bisexual affirmative therapist in your area. Um, and maybe consider, you know, seeing them. But either way, you're not going to be completely happy until you figure out a way to deal with this. And yes, you're right that you will continue to be unhappy in every relationship you're in until you figure out a way to deal with your history. What did you think? That's this week's email. I hope it was helpful. Um, and uh, once again, I'd like to remind you that if you'd like to support the channel, and if you'd like to be in a relationship with a bisexual who might be able to understand experiences that you're going through, like when you are in a relationship and go, I, you know, I'm kind of like having these thoughts of being with another gender, the other, the person, the bisexual you're with will go, I get it. I get it, man. Doesn't mean that you're going to do it, but I, I want to forget what you're doing. And just having someone who understands that experience and can relate to it just means the world. It really does. I just, the best pillow talk I have ever had has always been when I'm with another bisexual. Because at those times, we're able to just talk about the things that, that we're attracted to and the, the things that we might be worried about because we know the other person is, com can completely relate to it. So really, honestly, I, I, I took a long time for me to decide which bisexual dating app I should push all of you guys to so that we could all be in one place. And I've decided it is BiCupid. Um, it's, I actually, it's really great. I, I will recommend it. Um, and hopefully there are people in your area, even if it, whether you're in the United States or anywhere else. Hopefully you'll be able to find someone. And um, if you'd like to check out, you know, my, oh, I forgot my bisexual mask. Uh, if you'd like to check out my mask or, you know, my t-shirts or anything, you can get a link in the description below to Teespring or you can go to, uh, at Teespring, I still have a discount for uh, Stay Safe 15, which you get 15% off anything. Or you can go to Amazon, check out my t-shirts there. Also, if you'd like to hear other, bi read other bisexual stories, because bisexual stories are important for us understanding who we are, you can check out my bisexual romances, where I go into depth about what it is to be bisexual, specifically bisexual male, and all the fun that comes out of it. Well, that's it. Uh, that's week's video. This week's video, um, again, if you have any questions, send it to me in the link to grow. And until then, stay cooler, my bisexual friends. Stay cooler. If you would like to support the podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romance audiobooks on iTunes, Audible, and Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can also check out my bisexual-themed socks and t-shirts on Teespring and Amazon by searching them for the company name Bisexual Real Talk. But the links for everything are in the description of this podcast. Please support the channel and check it out. Until next time, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.